On the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, I'm delighted to be joined by cardiologist Dr. Paddy Barrett, chatting all things cardiovascular disease. The way I look at this is that the the two statistics that everyone should really be aware of is cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death globally and in most developed nations, but it's also the most preventable. 90% of it can be prevented at an early stage if you just follow the right steps and formula. So I look at it as a, a scary opportunity. As ever available on all podcast platforms. On this week's Big Tech Show, you might not think it could happen to you, but our guest this week explains how a significant number of Irish people may be falling victim to romance frauds online. Victims can feel a misplaced sense of shame. People can blame themselves. They feel embarrassed. And so they don't want to tell family, friends. They don't want to report it to the police. In some cases, of course, the victims are already in relationships. They're married. They have an extra reason to keep that quiet. The Big Tech Show, available on all podcast platforms. Platforms. This week on Crime World, there was a Republican police from 1920. I mean, the IRA was effectively trying to run an underground government. And actually, there was a crime wave. 1919, 1920, there's a wave of bank robberies, post office robberies, robberies of individuals, robberies of pubs in Dublin and in rural areas as well. So the IRA tried to actually clamp down on that. They, on occasion, solving bank robberies and giving the money back to the banks. Now, I'm Nicola Talent, and you can listen to my podcast, Crime World wherever you get your podcasts. Today on this bonus episode of the Indo-Daily, Media Minister Catherine Martin throws the RTE chair under the bus. But is she now in the firing line herself? In the early hours of Friday morning, shock news broke. Shunya Rahla, the chair of the RTE board, had resigned having lost confidence of the media minister, Catherine Martin, who effectively went, suitably enough, on RTE to announce her loss of confidence. Minister, have you lost confidence in the chair of the RTE board? I'm deeply disappointed. But Nirahala's resignation statement has brought the controversy directly to the government's doorstep, having claimed that she had, in fact, given Catherine Martin's office knowledge of the controversial payoff deals as far back as last October. I'm Kevin Doyle, and today I'm joined in studio by Fiannan Sheehan, Ireland editor with the Irish Independent, to discuss how the government have now been dragged into this controversy and whether Catherine Martin is now on shaky ground. Fionan, skim through the facts of what happened here around Shuni Rahala for us first, and then let's talk more so about where this is all going to go. Okay, so let's let's briefly go back to last summer. Kevin Backhurst comes in as new director general in July. He whittles down his executive management team. Richard Collins, who was the chief financial officer, the man who famously couldn't remember his salary at an Oireachtas committee, uh, is is basically benched. He's removed off the exe- executive committee. Uh, somebody else is, is put in, in his place. And we're basically told there's a process in place here. So it's quite clear Richard, Richard Collins is on the way out the door. Over the following months, a process takes place carrying us up to October, where basically See, following mediation involving both sides, an exit agreement is reached between Richard Collins and RTE. Kevin Backhurst brings the proposal, which we don't know exactly what figures were involved here, to a subcommittee of the RTE board, which is called the Remuneration Committee, which basically handles hirings and firings and figures there. That is approved on October the 9th, 2023. The following day, October the 10th, 
2023, Shuni Rahali, who is the chair of the RT board and the chair of the remuneration committee, contacts the Department of Media and tells them Richard Collins, the CFO, is departing and this is the process that we have have gone through. The, f- the next day, October the 11th, Kevin Backhurst has uh, a meeting of staff uh, where he announces a number of things, including Richard Collins' departure. So that's October. Carry us forward then to this month, Kevin Backhurst before an Oireachtas committee, and this whole issue of exit payments emerges. How much was Brito O'Keefe paid? He doesn't say. He then divulges 450. The game then moves on to Richard Collins and Rory Coveney, who had also departed in, in recent times. The minister summons the director general uh, of RTE, Kevin Backhurst, and the chair, Shuni Rally, into a number of meetings in her department to discuss these matters, uh, transparency within our RTE, and how to get out of the current malaise that they have found themselves in. During these meetings, Catherine Martin says she asked, did the board approve the exit payments for Rory Coveney and, and Richard Collins? And she's told, no, they didn't. She then says she learned on Thursday that that wasn't the case, that there was board involvement here and that she's very disappointed that she wasn't told this earlier on the week. She writes a letter to Shuni Rally, the chair of the board, expressing this dismay and invites her to a meeting the following morning. She then goes on national television to basically express her disappointment, say what she wasn't told and if she fails to express confidence in the RTE chair. So that was a TV moment, possibly TV moment of the year in some way so far. I haven't seen something quite like that on live television since Leo Varadkar tried to outdo Tony Holohan on the COVID restrictions and the advice they were getting from Neffet. Like it was a jaw-dropping moment to see Catherine Martin throw her under the bus. There was no way, I think I texted you last night, Fiona, saying there is no way Shuni Rahala is showing up at that meeting tomorrow because she will not be in her job by morning. And so it passed that in the early hours, I think around 1am, the statement came out that Shuni Rahala had stepped down. She fired a shot back at the minister though by saying, I gave your department the details last October. So, where are we now as we head into the weekend? Yes, yeah, so, so this is the difficulty that Catherine Martin now has. What information did she have before she dumped the uh, the chair of the state board uh, overboard? And the difficulty is that Catherine Martin, A, didn't divulge a, a number of, of, of items of information. For example, it was Shoni Raleigh who rang her department yesterday and said, by the way, in those meetings earlier on the week when I was asked this, I left out this pertinent piece of information, but you knew about this uh, uh, already. Uh, secondly, it would appear that the minister possibly didn't know about this this previous notification going back to uh, October. And the problem being that the Secretary General, who was in place at that time, who we are informed, uh, spoke with uh, Shuni Raleigh uh, on October the 10th, has since retired and has been replaced by a new Secretary General who obviously wouldn't be aware of any conversations between his predecessor and the Chair of the State Board uh, nearly six months uh, ago. So there are pertinent questions now to Catherine Martin, which we endeavoured to get answers to last night and the Department could not provide uh, any answers. And that is, so did the Department know back in October or not? And if they did know, well, why didn't the Minister know? And if they did know, why is the minister asking questions this week when she was given the, that, that very answer uh, 
six uh, months ago. There's also another issue because Catherine Martin is basically telling us that she was misinformed by the chair of RTE during these meetings this week that she wasn't given the accurate information by Shuni Rahali. Sitting beside Shuni Rahali at those meetings was the RTE Director General Kevin Backhurst who also had this pertinent information that the subcommittee of the board signed off on the Richard Collins payment. So the minister on the one hand is saying I don't have confidence in the chair because she didn't tell me about this and on the other hand she's saying I do have confidence in the director general even though he was sitting in the same room and had the same information. And notably the director general put out a statement I'm looking at it here at 1.24am this morning everybody was up very late expressing deep regret that Shuni Rahla had decided to step down but it was very fulsome in his praise for her, he said that um, her work and the way she had carried herself over recent months had made her a valuable ally and that she'll be sorely missed because she believed in Orti and its future and the crisis that they had been dealing with would have been much harder to deal with had it not been for Shuni Raha's work as chair since this whole controversy broke. So Kevin Backhurst very much backing that to me this is more than the usual thanks very much for a job well done statement which was issued when Richard Collins left which was issued when Rory Coveney left this statement actually reads a bit more fulsome in its praise Yeah and and Kevin Backhurst has worked quite closely with Shuni Raleigh uh, over the course uh, of the last nine months since since he, he came into the job uh, they expl- the two of them explained at the Oireachtas Committee hearings last week how that, relation, that dynamic had changed that it was very much there was a, a heck of a lot of communication now going on between the management and the board of RTE which was quite clearly missing uh, in the past they even went into what exactly is the process around letting somebody go and agreeing their package and they set out of that well it goes from the HR director to the to the director general and the director general if needs be brings in the remuneration committee so that's a, a proper adequate corporate governance process. What's happened here is they followed that process. Shuni Rahali did her job back then. She got proper and adequate uh, board level approvement for uh, for uh, approval for an exit package for a senior manager in the organization in in line with the recommendation from the director general. She reported that to the department and now she's got fired over it. Okay. What's different now, Fiona, is that we have moved on so far from Ryan Tuberty and Toy Show the Musical and all those things where they, and flip-flops, barter accounts, where this controversy started. We're now living in the present again because that was all stuff that happened in the past and there was a culture change and things like that couldn't happen anymore. We now have Shuni Rahla, who was seen as one of the people cleaning it up, gone. We have Kevin Backhurst, who's the new sheriff in town, in hot water. We have the minister looking, well, you could say strong if you see sacking the chair on live television as strong, but also you could say, what is she trying to get ahead of in terms of where this controversy is going? Today is the first day I heard somebody in the Irish Independent newsroom say, and I, I'm, I don't think we're there yet, but somebody say the RT scandal could bring this government down. Yeah, you're you're kind of getting into these these very uh, complex interactions of who knew what when. 
and we have actually seen this uh, in 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 the past uh, on on more you'd have to say more serious issues though we saw this with with Francis Fitzgerald's resignation uh, as Minister for Justice uh, a in a number of years back and a report subsequently coming out basically exonerating her and said look this this all wasn't her fault but the the trail of information at the, at the time didn't look good trip, and, trip, and, trip, and trip, trip 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 and tripped her up and ultimately she she had to to resign uh, over that we were recently discussing uh, John. Bruton's uh, elevation to Taoiseach and the collapse of the then Fianna Fáil Labour coalition and that was over a very much more serious issue than, than this that was over the extradition of a, of a paedophile priest and again the manner in which information was coming out and who knew what and at what stage did they know it ultimately ended up with, with that government collapsing. So you can go back over time and there's a long, you can go back into the the, the, the Beef Tribunal, Des O'Malley uh, and, and Albert Reynolds and, and, and Charles J. Hawley. You can go back into, into the phone tapping affairs and basically issues around people knowing things and miscommunications and not telling everybody else what they knew and so on and so forth. This is very often what can, can bring Small down governments. It's the little things that trip you up. Yeah. Now I don't think we're there yet so let's not get ahead of ourselves but I do think Catherine Martin is in for a nervy 48 hours. I know Simon Harris was out this morning, the Fine Gael minister, uh, staunchly defending her. But she'll be worried now as we head into the Sunday papers and what else is going to come out here. So, uh, fundamental questions for Catherine Martin. Did your department know about this last uh, October? Did you consult with the former uh, Secretary General who only retired last month? Did you ring her up and ask her what, what was what, uh, was this information uh, provided at, at the time? Did she check with other staff? There's been a number of other staff changes in that department at a, at a senior and political level. So did, did she check uh, with, with them? Why did she decide to write a letter and go on national television and treat the the chair of the RT board, who has, largely speaking, most people would agree, has, has done a, a tricky job over the last uh, 18 months uh, for the organisation. Why does she treat her like this rather than ring her up and say, listen, I'm not happy that you didn't provide me that information when I asked you. What's your explanation? Instead, she writes her a letter, summons her to a meeting and then expresses uh, a lack of confidence with her on, on national TV. It's not really... Uh, uh, a very professional way to go about your business. We'll have to see where it all goes for now. Fiona and Sheehan, thank you very much. I'm Kevin Doyle and this extra episode of the Indo Daily was produced by Ian Doyle, researched by Dave Hanratty with sound by Rory Bowens. Archive clips were from RTE Primetime and The Irish Independent. If you enjoy the Indo Daily, don't forget to follow and leave us a review. Shachtan, an Indo Askeliga. Time in Mon Eruk the end of Chacht Erechor. Agasuligum a Machan Shaw, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfein. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nach Vetok, Ara, Igornamion, and Kestian Echol. Vientalam Aginam Griv, Orkar Nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms.